Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts like 17-year-olds, the NHL has to tread the water really carefully. They don't even have a goalie. Like, what is what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But Where is this going? Oh so, no, so listen, hear me out. It's going somewhere. It's, it's just not part of hockey. Like, really looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like, Welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. What up, guys? Welcome back to Slapshot Sweethearts. Today, we are sitting down with Sarah Bustad. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, so excited to get into this interview. You guys made it far this year, but we're going to start from the beginning. How did you yourself get into hockey? Oh, man. Well, I think <laughs> uh, that was a long time ago. I think though, like outdoor rinks, right? Like Minnesota, that's that's huge. Just getting on the outdoor rink, and my dad got me a pair of of used hockey skates from Played Again, and you know, pretty much fell in love with the sport the second I got out on the ice, and and couldn't get enough of it. So, you know, started playing playing hockey with the boys outdoors, and then um, played with the boys all the way up through Bantams, and then high school hockey for for girls, and you know, that's also big here in Minnesota, playing for your high school and. Uh, got to do that for the Stillwater Ponies, and then I was fortunate enough to, to play Division One College Hockey at Minnesota State University Mankato, and was a Maverick there for for five years. Did a did a redshirt year my first first season, and then yeah, that's that was that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So in terms of you know playing playing with boys, like how how was that transition going from, you know, growing up playing with boys and then transitioning to girls at a later age? I know that's pretty common for a lot of the players that we've spoken to that at least played youth hockey with boys, but going all the way through high or up to high school, at least. Yeah, I think um, a lot of players that you speak to from around my age, a lot of them that played with boys when they were younger or, you know, as long as they could, they were pretty successful with hockey. And I think that 
you know, is just challenging yourself and pushing yourself to, to play with them. And, you know, I, I liked that physical play. And, and when I played peewees and bantams, there, there was checking. And I know that's changed a little bit in Minnesota now, but I think that was a huge reason to, you know, myself play now and, and playing in the WCHA, which is a really physical uh, collegiate women's league. And so I think that's had, you know, a big impact on, on my playing. Speaking of like your style play, you're a rather versatile player. You can do both offense and defense. Was that kind of always your, I guess, like maybe strategy playing to be like that type of utility player who can do all sides of it? Or was it just kind of like, you just happen to be good at both? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it kind of happened. I think I played defense a lot. And then in high school, we needed a little bit more offensive punch and they threw me up there and I saw a little bit of success when I when I played forward and also really liked it um but then you know going into college started off my career playing defense and then about halfway through I got thrown into the forward mix and and also really liked that as well and you know playing playing for the Buttes last year started off playing forward there and then got thrown back on the blue line and now just playing defense for the white caps and and you know, I think it's fun being able to play a little bit of both. And I think it makes me a better player, you know, understanding both offense and defense and then transitioning when I, when I coach, being able to coach both sides of the bench. So I think overall it's been, it's been, you know, really beneficial for myself and and huge being versatile. Yeah. So you said you started your, you didn't start your career with the Whitecaps. You started them with the Buttes. Uh, What was it like signing that contract and, you know, getting from the collegiate level to the professional NWHL level? Yeah. So, I mean, right out of college, I, I really thought like, all right, I guess, you know, that's kind of it. I'm going to, I'm going to so be long. done. I, I, I went down to Tampa and I, I worked for the Tampa Bay Lightning down there and, and was the community hockey coordinator and, you know, was on, on, on the ice a lot still, you know, growing the game and, and, you know, creating different programs to, to get more people involved. And, you know, I was, I was really missing playing. And then I had an opportunity to go play for for the Buttes and I was like man I gotta do this now right like I'm gonna have the rest of my life to work and and only a short amount of time to play so I jumped on the opportunity and and that was that was really awesome that was special first first season you know in the league and and also a league that I really believed in and and so it was a no-brainer making that decision and um, you know continuing to play while I have the skill set to be able to play. Yeah, I mean, that job sounds awesome, though. So, I mean, good for you to at least start your career there. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. No, it's good. <laughs> so, so now with the Whitecaps, this season is your first season with them. An odd season to start with a new team. What was that transition like, especially in such a weird type of year? Yeah, I mean, like you said, just a super weird year with COVID and, and everything with that. Um, I think I was super fortunate enough the fact that I – grew up here in Minnesota and a lot of the players on the team I either grew up playing with them or against them and so it was more like just coming back home and playing with the girls you know so a really easy transition and love you know representing the hometown team and and being back in the state of hockey you got Minnesota through and through here definitely I mean obviously would have loved to have had a, a normal season and to have been able to play at, at our home rink the tree rink with fans that would have been you know, super awesome and special, but looking forward to to that for next year, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, even though you guys weren't allowed to have fans, there was still a ton of hype around this season and the cup playoff run, you know, the NBC sports contract, Lake Placid bubble for the, you know, brief time that it occurred. Uh, What was that like from a player's perspective to have all that momentum going into the bubble and then to Boston as well? 
Yeah, it was, I mean, it was huge, right? And and the hype leading up to the bubble. And, you know, we, I think we weren't even sure we were going to have a season at one point. And then to be able to have a season and, and really showcase you know, our, our, our team was really exciting and huge. And obviously like Placid was, was an interesting experience with COVID in, in general. And I think, you know, the idea was there and unfortunately we didn't get to close out the season while we were out there, but really fun going out to Boston. I think we had a, a great time out there and happy that we were still able to be on NBC and, and um, represent our league and, and our team. But I would definitely say like, Boston was a lot more fun. I think yeah. <laughs> I'm from Boston. I love to hear it. <laughs> then like Placid, even though we didn't win it. But yeah, just I mean with with COVID, I'm just happy that we even had a season, right? So Right. Totally. So like go fine. So obviously season gets stopped. Everyone kind of has to go home. What was that like re-prepping for Boston like? Like how long after the you guys were sent home. Did you get to start training? Like, what was that prep for you guys? Yeah, we know it was different for every team. So uh, we've heard a different perspective from every player we've spoken to. Yeah, I mean, I would say just like communication on if we were going to even finish out the season was probably not consistent throughout all the teams when I kind of wish it would have been. We, I had no idea we were going back out to Boston until a couple weeks and before we went out there, right? So we weren't training for... I don't, I don't, I guess I don't even know how, maybe a month, maybe a little less than that, I guess. But, you know, once we knew like, Hey, this is on, we were, we were hitting training pretty hard and, and doing everything we could to, to get back, to get back to it. You know, I think the biggest thing for this whole season was from the beginning, right. Even when we started practicing, it was like, we were practicing and then we weren't because of something COVID and then we were practicing and then we weren't. And so it was a lot of get in shape and then maybe not as good of to get <laughs> right? back into shape again. So that was that was a definite struggle. But I think, you know, we're, we're all athletes and we're able to kind of adjust to that and, and be adaptable. And so uh, we figured out a way to, to, to do that. That'll be like hard, like mentally, because it's like getting your body back in shape. Like that's kind of like, that's the job was to kind of like stay with this. But like having to mentally just keep stopping and going, like that must be so draining. Yeah, I mean, it was for sure. I think though, you know, in, in sports and in general, we face a lot of adversity. And I think, you know, I like to think at least that we're better prepared to handle adversity when it's thrown our way. And I think this is a great example of that. But I mean, at some points, just not knowing what's going on and not knowing if we we're going to play, it's like, what's going on? I don't know how to explain that, but we figured it out. We got through it and, uh, just got happy that we even had a season with COVID. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the first game, you guys, for lack of a better term, looked like you coasted. I mean, it looked seven to nothing. It's a very, uh, very nice game for you all. What was it like getting out of that game and going into the locker room, knowing that you guys were going to go to the championship the next day, that you guys, by all accounts, absolutely dominated that semifinal? Yeah, I mean, I think no matter who we're playing, you know, the Whitecaps always show up to win every game. And I don't think we underestimated or overestimated anybody at any point this whole season, especially those last two games. You know, we're we're going to go hard regardless of the score. And I, I don't even think there was a point in that second game where we, like, we thought we were going to win that game too. You know, that's, that's the mentality. And, you know, until that, that last buzzer, you know, we, we really thought we were going to win the whole thing. So... Um, I think just going in and, and treating each opponent as the toughest team is, is always our mindset. 
And so, I mean, part of that last game had a bit of a, you weren't on the team last season, obviously you were with the Buttes, but last season, the Whitecaps and the Pride were that last 2020 game that was played. So there was a little bit of unfinished business there. Was there any sort of energy on the ice that that was, you know, there or was it just like a fresh based off what of everything that's been going on the last year you know what was that like uh definitely I mean that rivalry is is there and, and alive and well I think you know you feed off that energy from the other players that felt that and experienced that last time and right. you get behind that 100 percent, and it, it becomes what you feel and, and it's the common goal and again like we come every every game to win it right so I think that one was definitely uh, a big game for for everybody in the locker room. So well, <laughs> this season came to an end. Not the best outlook or not the best outcome, but like, what's the outlook for next year? Are we ready to prove some people wrong? Come back and take it. What's the training like? Are you getting ready? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you this for certain that when I got back in the locker room, the, one of the first thoughts I had in my head was I, I want this even more next year, you know, so we're not we're not finished yet and, and we'll be back for, for more next season and um, training's going to be a good one this summer and, and spring and, you know, a lot of us are, are on the ice training or, or coaching and doing, you know, both of that, so it's going to be good. We're going to get after the summer and then be ready for next fall and winter. That's a that's a promise. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited to watch next season. Hopefully the momentum that's been building within the league and like with the coverage can keep going, especially with all these new changes and where hockey's being aired everywhere. But we can't wait to see you guys keep going. So tell the people where they can find you on social so they can follow you this season. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, sboostad8, and I uh, post a lot of like hockey stuff and coaching stuff as well. So um, follow along and, and follow our Whitecaps pages as well, too. For sure. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We were so happy to sit down with you. Can't wait to see what you guys do next season. Thanks for having me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.